Columbia Workshop presents the first of 26 by Corwin. Radio Primer. This is the Radio Primer. Fala, fala, fala. The most elementary show you've heard. By far, by far, by far. An alphabetical primer. A, B, C, D, F, E. Degree by degree from A to Z, our primer will prim. The radio industry. The radio industry. A. A stands for announcers. What are announcers? Announcers are men who announce. They have pep, they have zip, they have bounce. They win friends and influence masses by diction which simply surpasses the fanciest talk on Parnassus. They never coax, wheedle, or flounce. They stress only what really counts. And no matter what the time of the day or the circumstances or their personal or public opinions or the state of the nation or the weather or their last quarterly earnings, their soul is in their work up to the last ounce. There are all kinds of announcers. This is well. Some announcers are very commanding. Go now. Air out. Don't fail. Remember the name. Don't be fooled. Insist on. Send in. Try once. Others are more appealing. Why not try? Have you ever wondered? Won't you ask? And some are very friendly. Friends, I want to tell you about an easy way. Did you ever wake up in the morning feeling... So much for announcing. So much for announcing. B. B stands for breakfast food. What is breakfast food? Breakfast food is what you have to eat before you can be a hero. Anthropologists tell us the ancient Aztecs, at the height of their culture, used to eat three square breakfasts a day. Historians testify inscriptions at the time of the destruction of the temple by Samson show that on the day of his fateful act, Samson ate a heaping dish of whammy. But that's not all. Astronomers report the composition of the sun, which is the entire source of the Earth's energy, is as follows. 18% hydrogen, 31% carbon, 6% helium, and 45% breakfast food. So much for breakfast food. So much for breakfast food. C. C stands for Crosley. What is Crosley? Crosley is a system of measuring radio audiences. If a program is rated at 30 points, that is very good because it means about 25 million people are listening. 25 million is very good. If only 7 million listeners are listening, that is not so good. You tried your best. We know how you feel. Too bad, maybe some other time. If only one million people hear you, you are talking to yourself. Radio people take Crosley ratings very seriously. This may be seen by consulting figure one, which consists of a scene in the office of an advertising agency handling a big radio account. Uh, J.B. Yes, R.M.? What's our Crosley this week? 26.2. What was it in the last report? 26.3. You mean to say we've dropped a tenth of a point? Yes, R.M. And in the report before that, we also dropped a tenth. Oh, I can't stand it. What are you doing, R.M.? What does it look like, J.B.? Like suicide. But don't be hasty. Next week we may go up a point. He done it. I didn't think he would do it, but he done it. So much for the Crosley. So much for the Crosley. D. D stands for deadline. A deadline is the time something has to be done by or ready at. If a program is not ready on schedule, it cannot be postponed a couple of hours or days. This is why radio directors sing the deadline song when they are deep in trouble. A 
deadline is the one thing I abhor. Go away, deadline, and don't come back no more. Go away, deadline, you are an awful pest. There ought to be a law to put you under arrest. A deadline is so hungry. A deadline must be fed. Someday I'm gonna get so mad I'll kill a deadline. E. E stands for expert. An expert is a man who knows all the answers to questions he asks himself. He makes predictions which, if they turn out wrong, he forgets about, but if they turn out right, he reminds you of. Experts know everything except how each other got to be experts. Experts are busy men. It's not easy to be an expert on foreign affairs. The toll charges are very high. The news behind the news behind the news that afternoon. Who? Collect call from King Michael. Put him on. Remain here on the number four wire. Okay. Hello, Mike. Say, I got a call from Stefanovich this afternoon asking me to stay in my broadcast tonight. Huh? Well, I know, but he claimed... Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, now... Uh-huh. No, I checked that last night. Got it right from headquarters. Yeah. Well, not according to my information. Oh, the news behind the news well, behind the news. Be. I'm just telling you... I can't understand you. Who? Does he know you? I can't What's be. it in relation Look, to Mike, Mr. Check? Japan? That, well, just a yeah. minute. Can uh, you speak to a Mr. Check relating to the Japanese situation on the number two phone? Uh, Mike, hold on for a second, will you? Come in a little. Uh, keep your hand over the phone here. I don't want Mike over here. Okay. Hello? How are you, Chang? Now, uh, wait a minute, Chang. <clears throat> now, listen, Lulu. The future reference is Chang Kai Check, not Mr. Check. Oh. Hello? Well, what's new along the Yangtze, Changtze? I mean, what's new along the Yang, Chang? How are all the Sung sisters getting The news behind, the news behind, the news, good afternoon. Oh, that's well. That will be all for experts. F. F stands for filter. A filter is a gadget which makes you sound dead, or, if alive, on the other end of a telephone. You are an honorary filter user if you are a ghost or a conscience. Nobody ever thinks thoughts to himself in radio without them he does it on a filter. Do you suppose anybody's listening to us? Well, gosh, the workshop always had a pretty good audience. It has, eh? Do you think you can hold that audience? Why, uh, we had been hoping... Uh... <laughs> filter voices are usually mean. Some directors can't get along without a filter. Others hate filters and never use them. That will be all for filters. So much for filters! G. G stands for grief. Grief is an emotion without which actresses would not be happy. Actresses learn how to cry before anything else. This is fortunate for programs which experience a lot of grief. There are three main types of crying. First is the wait until the door closes before breaking down kind. Figure three. Goodbye, John. Goodbye. It's better this way, isn't it? Yes. It's better this way. Well, I... I guess that's all. Yes. I guess that's all. <laughs> Next, 
is the hard-to-tell-from-a-laugh kind. <laughs> Next is the rippling rhythm kind. Thank you. That will be all for grief. Thank you very much indeed. H. H stands for heterodyne. What did you say? Heterodyne. That will be all for heterodyne. That will be all for heterodyne. I. I stands for inspiration. What is inspiration? Inspiration is a peachy thing which listeners get from cheerful and optimistic programs. It is not the kind of inspiration which moves one to write a poem or a symphony or paint a great painting, but rather the kind which makes you feel better about your troubles. This is well. Inspirational programs are based on the ancient Syrian definition of trouble, which is... Trouble is a bubble. Poetry inspires people more than prose. One of the greatest radio poets of inspiration is an anonymous man named Elwood Prue who says he intends to be buried in a time capsule along with a copy of his verse just brought out by the Muses Press, named Wings Over Everything, to be unearthed in 2941 A.D. For a specimen of the art of Mr. Pooh, see figure six. If you broke a leg this morning, do not mind. You could have broken two or gone stone blind. If your skull was badly fractured... Do not fret, there'll be a silver lining in it yet, for the gloom is always blackest ere the storm. Just wait a while, and you'll be back in form. If you lost your job this morning, do not worry, someone's sure to find it in a hurry. If your girl rejected you, do not lose hope, she may turn out to be a fearful dope. For the black is always gloomest ere the storm. Just stick along, and you'll be back to norm. If you have but one shirt left, do not despair. That's better than being absolutely bare. If you're sentenced to be hanged most any day, cheer up. We all die sometime anyway. For the black is always stormest ere the gloom. No matter where you are, or what, or whom. That will be enough for inspiration. That will be enough for inspiration. J. J stands for Jupiter. What is Jupiter? Jupiter is an outpost of the enemy in children's programs. It is inhabited by wicked jupes, whose skin is green and whose eyes are on stalks like lobsters. Jupes bear no resemblance to earthmen except in their lust for power and the fact that they speak English, which is the universal language of the universe. Though one of the most powerful planets in the cosmos, Jupiter has a tough fight on its hands. Because mankind happens to be represented by Tex, Millicent, and the Professor. This is illustrated in figure eight. Turn on the death ray, Tex, and let them have it. I can't, Professor. The atomic integrator excavator condenser coil is busted. Sounds, jumping gyroscopes. What will we do now? The Jupiter fleet is bearing down on us at 6,000 miles per second. Gosh, it looks like we're done for. Wait, Professor. I think I can fix it. Only seconds are left. There. How's that? Ah, fixed. Great, Millicent. You have saved civilization. This means peace in our time. Just wait till I spray him with this death ray. Get set, Tex. I await your order, Professor. Ready. Aim. Fire! That will be all for Jupiter. 
That will be all for Jupiter. K. K stands for killer. A killer is a man with a gun. Because if he didn't have a gun, nobody could hear him kill. He has bad manners and is uneducated. Don't give me none of that lip. This is well, for otherwise he would neither terrify nor intimidate. But please do not give me any of that lip, please. That will be all for killers. L. L stands for laughter. Laughter is something without which a comedy program could not be comic. Thousands and thousands of dollars are spent to get a good laugh on the air. This is well. Figure 9 demonstrates how it is possible to get a good laugh on the air for next to nothing. <laughs> M. M stands for mother. To be a mother, one must not only have children, but philosophy. All mothers are wise, and most of them speak with a sectional accent. If you ask me, Jed, I think you're being made a fool of. There comes a time in a man's life when he either gets up and gets, or he shrugs his shoulders and figures he's about done for. And it's a heap better, my son, to go getting up and getting, instead of quitting. We will proceed now with N. We will proceed with N. N stands for narrators. Narrators are deep-voiced men, full of information, who keep track of characters and plays or tell you dates in history. Everything that happens is ominous to some narrators, mostly on account of it's an ominous world. On busy Fifth Avenue in Manhattan today, two women in their early thirties, but prosperous but nearsighted, collided as they were stepping off a curbstone. Beg your pardon. That's quite all right. And so the world goes. That much for narrators. That for narrators. O stands for Orson. Who is Orson? What is he? That all the critics tell him. Holy terror of the mercury. A blister to trail him. Yeah. 
stands for press. Press means newspapers. There are all kinds of newspapers. This is well. Most of the press believes radio is here to stay, and likewise, most of radio believes the press is here to stay. This is well. Some papers have their doubts about radio drama, however, as may be seen in Figure 11. Well, Chief, the show's all lined up and the announcements have gone out. Fine. Did you stress the angle of the bigness of the production setup? Yes, sir. I listed everything. Uh-huh. Script by Ernest Hemingway, music by Sibelius, orchestra of 75 men under Sikorsky, Dean's Taylor announcing, cast of 62, including eight stars, a choir of 20 voices, sound effects crew of seven, and 400 extras. Good. I see the Chronicle gave it an excellent advance notice. How did the evening clarion call this? Um... 10.30 to 11 p.m. Sketch. We will go on to other things. We will go on. Q. Q stands for quiz programs. Quiz programs are programs which make you feel good if you know the answers, which the guy at the microphone doesn't. But if he does know the answers and you don't, well, then you figure he spent all his life reading encyclopedias, and who wants to do that? Life's too short anyway. Quiz fans have a national anthem, which was written last July 4th by Francis Scott Shapiro and which follows without further introduction. Who did it? Who done it? The Derby? Who won it? Who said it? Who wrote it? How far can you quote it? What is the cantata? Who sang the other? And when is the mating season of the microscopic rhizopod, commonly known as the amoeba? What's the inventor? What shade is magenta? How often? How many? Where are they? If any? From Brooklyn? How far is Tatara? Benares? And is a mollusk a temple of prayer in Arabia? Or a farmer's cooperative in Russia? Or a South American melon? Or a Dutch cheese? Where are the Antilles? How great are the willies? Who started the custom? Whose father was custom? How good is an army that's been on the swami? And if a train traveling 80 miles an hour overtakes another train traveling 60 miles an hour on the same track, is that, I ask you, any kind of a way to run a railroad? No, 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 no. The answer is no. R. R stands for remote control. Remote control is a dandy way of picking up broadcasts from outside a studio. In fact, it is the only way. Engineers are wizards, bless their heart. And when they get to fooling around with wires and coils and all like that, almost anything can happen and often does. Listeners will not soon forget the first pickup of the transmission of sound through electrical energy generated in the brain of the North Dakota chinch bug. This sound, which occurs at a frequency too high for the human ear to hear, was picked up by means of microphonic megamplification. This is well. The result may be heard by consulting figure 12A, which follows. That was a sound beyond the reach of the human ear, amplified 16,249 times. 16,249. S. S stands for soporific. A soporific is what you need after a hard day's work in the office or in the kitchen or both. When your nerves are on edge and Junior has been such an aggravation all day, you have no idea. Soporifics put you to sleep. And in radio, the best soporifics have voices deeper even than narrators, mainly because they feel the world more keenly, and besides, it's getting late at night. Some soporifics have been known to put listeners to sleep for periods ranging up to four days. The organ, either hand or electric, is indispensable to soporification, as indicated clearly in figure 14. 
when Phoebe and Dr. Grumman gather up and in the trancid night for soonly sup of myrrh and the smirds of Arcady, when shumblers in the dimmit aspenade bestrew the glamorantine of the glade, then come, love, cast thy wants and cherry dibs and troll and fulsome fripsers on the air, for hearts that beat in Wombledon Garoom can ne'er the druid fluid plume the froom. Can ne'er the druid the fluid plume the froom? You, you stand for understatement. Understatement is when a character has so much character that nothing affects him as much as it would affect a character with less character. The British are famous understaters, as may be gathered from the typical case of Sir Ronald Brinsley Brettingham, who was captured by cannibals in southwest Borneo and boiled for dinner one night. As the chef was adding chives and thyme to the pot, Sir Ronald quipped, I say, gentlemen, I'm really in a frightful stew. <laughs> this is a very good understatement, for actually, as you can well imagine, it was no laughing matter. In radio, there is sometimes understatement in sound such as when a person enters a room without and you hear a door open or any footsteps. He just suddenly appears and starts talking, just like that. He just floats in. Yes, that's right. This is known as productional understatement, or sound man's night off. Uh, that will be all for understatement. That will be all. V. V stands for variety. What is variety? The show game has no business not to know what variety is. A man in the show game has no business, no, no business not to know the main mag of the show biz. Why, it's a mag, it's a mag, it's a mag. Why, it's a mag, it's a mag, it's a mag. Why, it's the main mag of the show, show biz. Variety, variety, all radio society deems it an impropriety not to read Variety, so sing, 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 variety. But wheresoever variety is sung, it must be in a strange and different tongue. A hundred is a C, a thousand is a G, a snowstorm is a blizz, and a rainstorm is a drizz. An independent station is an indie. Chicago's either shy or it is windy. The cinema is picked, the hinterland is fixed, the people there are hicks, and critics all are tricks. A good week's biz is perky or it's fluffy. Australia is a continent called Aussie. A premiere's a preem, good business is theme, the stages are legit, and sex appeal is it. What better jargon combo could a man can wish? Then while Biff, Fanny, do old Nave and the Fawlfish. To work on the staff of Variety, your name must have only four letters. Although if one just wants to buy it, he 
can, of course, spell his name with more letters. Each name has a four-letter part, such as I, B, Wood, Scoflin, and Shaw. Oh, many a turkey's been tanned by a four-letter man named Land, And many a show sent below deck by a critic who calls himself Odeck. And if a script's awful, then woe be It's caught and reviewed by Hobie Variety, variety, or many of society In villain and propriety Not to read variety of W. W stands for wisdom. Wisdom is a rare quality which only a few people have in sufficient quantity to make a radio program out of. It is very nice to be full of it because then you can live your life wisely and advise people in trouble how to get out of trouble so they can go home from the radio studio feeling better until they get into some more trouble. This is well. One of the wisest men known to man is Judge Solomon A. Trumbull, whose philosophy of life is based on the ancient Swedish legend, Trouble is a bubble. Judge Trumbull is justly famed for his brilliant radio analysis of personal problems, such as is typified in the case of Mr. B, see figure 16, who came to Judge Trumbull weighted down by vexations of the most vexing sort. Judge Trumbull, your honor, dear judge, I'm a poor man. All my life I've worked hard to make a living working hard. Even I took him boarders. My wife, she helped me. Judge Trumbull, your honor... I'm in such a trouble. Go on, Mr. B. Just tell me everything. Well, it began like this. There I work in the same place, only in the cutting department. Works a man, a middle-aged man about my age, who I felt very sorry for. I see. Now, why did you feel sorry for him? Well, in the first place, he lost two fingers in the last war, and besides which, he's got a cross eye, and on top of that, he's an orphan. An orphan, you say? Yes. Nobody left in the world but him, you understand? I see. Go on. So I feel so sorry for him. I take him into my house as a boarder. I treat him honest like a brother. I let him wear my shirt, smoke my pipe, listen to my radio. Every Sunday night he listens to the Columbus workshop. And that's okay by me because I'm feeling sorry for the man. George Trumbull. It's such a trouble. Such a trouble, I mean. Now go right on, Mr. B. Well, after I treated him man like a brother for six months, I come home from a large meeting one night, and I find him and my wife coming down the front stairs with suitcases in their hands. So I say, I'm so shocked. I say, where are you going all of a sudden like this? And he says to me, he says, your wife is running away with me. That's where we are going. Now get out of my way or we'll be late for the train. So I'm so, I'm so dumb fond of you, understand? I just stand there speechless. So he gets mad and angry, and he commences to follow at me, so even the neighbors could hear him. And he says to me, he says, you better get out of my way, or I'll make trouble for you. And my wife, she also follows on me. She says to me, she says, beat it now, or we'll both make trouble for you. I see. Now, what is your particular problem, Mr. B? Well, Judge Trumbull, Your Honor, what I want to know is, can they make trouble for me? That will be all for wisdom. Why? Why stands for nothing in particular. Nothing in particular. No, nothing in particular. Particularly particular. Why stands for nothing in particular? Z. Z stands for the end of the program. 
We have now reached the end of the primer. That is well. That is well. This is a radio primer. Fala, fala, fala. The most elementary show you've heard. By far, by far, by far. An alphabetical primer. A, B, C, D, F, E. Having thus come from A to Z, our primer has come. The radio industry. The radio. been listening to Radio Prima, the first of 26 by Corwin, a series of original programs written and produced by Norman Corwin and presented each week at this time by the Columbia Workshop. Lynn Murray composed and conducted the special score. Featured members of the cast were Everett Sloan, who played the principal definition giver, and Beatrice Kay. The four clubmen were the singers. 26 by Corwin returns at this same time next week with an original drama, Log of the R-77. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.